attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of Gen D, Generation Disney, Generation Dana and Adam have nothing else to do, and so we just like to talk about Disney all day long. Or at least we like to think that we have nothing else to do, and we would rather just talk about Disney all day long. Oh, I have a lot of things I should probably be doing, like (laughs) my job that employs me, but... um, (laughs) I would rather talk about Disney anytime and all the time. Well, there, there we have it. So yeah. uh, it is fall. We're here. I'm very, I'm very, very, very happy that I was at um, Target last night. I just have to say this. And literally, well, between Target and Trader Joe's, everybody has fallen like headfirst into the pumpkin spice uh, abyss oh, of course. <laughs> and products. Tis the season for pumpkin uh, spice. Beyond tis the season. And I'm 100% okay with that because for breakfast this morning was coffee with pumpkin spice almond milk with a wrap made with pumpkin cream cheese. And I think our special guest this week is giving me a very judgy look over the amount of <laughs> pumpkin spice in my in my life. But apparently now... I have to get back to Disneyland because they've got more pumpkin spice options. It's not like they haven't had enough fall amazing treats, but they uh, (laughs) did just put out, which I'm very excited about. And I just have to mention the pumpkin spice pretzel because now you have like my favorite thing on the planet is a giant Mickey pretzel. But now it's made with pumpkin spice flavoring. You know what they should do? They should make this Mickey pretzel to be the shape of the pumpkin Mickey at the front of Main Street. In, in pretzel form. Now you're asking too much. Disney, I'm right here. I'm giving you the best stuff. Just well, you know what else they should it. do is they should do they should do um pumpkin beignets. Like pumpkin spice beignets. Shaped don't with Don't they like, do Mickey? that in Florida? Do they Maybe do that at the Port Orleans? I don't know. Let's let's go to our very special guest, Andrew. Andrew, do they do pumpkin spice uh beignets in Florida? That's a great question that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they do that at Disneyland? I, I think I thought I they think did. They do. You were telling us about like a chocolate one that they were doing this. Yeah, season, they were doing the the seasonal one was this like chocolate strawberry one, which I'm all about. I bet Ralph Brennan's at Downtown Disney might do one soon because they've been doing seasonal. So. Mm, that would make sense. Them. I think Ooh. you, Andrew, need to be our researcher and discover if they if that is in fact <laughs> it, true. It is it is again an unpaid role, like our unpaid intern. We don't we don't have paying roles here. So um if you're up for being a free researcher, but uh Dana, who's back? It's Andrew. It's Andrew. Yay! Clap, Hello, clap, clap, clap. thank Yay. you for having me back. <laughs> We're so happy to have you, Andrew. Uh, you know, you are a fan favorite. We got a lot of listens on our previous episode with you, and you told us all about your career careers at Disney and your great stories. I I have now been back several times and I have paid special note to the custodians to see how they are interacting with everyone. And I have to tell you, I have seen at least four, maybe five custodians do those Mickey uh, with water features on the ground. And I think of you every time that you did not get the opportunity to do the artwork. I'm so jealous of that. It looks so much fun. I think I'd be terrible, but I'm so jealous. <laughs> I had to tell you because I wasn't there when you and Dana talked. So I'm happy to finally be here with you. But uh, I was really heartbroken for you that they they denied you the ability to do the uh, Disney characters with the mop. Yeah, it was because they wanted it to be professionally done. And so have it trained by artists. And we were just planning to look on YouTube and match it. And they said no to that. We probably could have just done it anyway and see if anyone noticed, but uh, no, we couldn't quite pull it off. Even now when they rake the leaves into a Mickey, we didn't even think of that. That's we probably could have done that, but that's creative. That's like next level, next level uh, custodial staff work right there. It's, it's amazing. I love it because the kids love it. Like they see it happening and they get a kick out of it. Next time I expect to see um, a Goofy made out of recyclables, you know, with all the different water bottles. Dasani water bottle Goofy or something like that. Be fun. <laughs> I, think the, I think the closest I ever got was I had a spray plant of cleaner and I sprayed it in a Mickey once, but that was about it. <laughs> well, solid. so 
we've been talking a lot about cruises lately, and I think it's because we're having this like still FOMO from all things Disney. And I think what what recently sparked off our cruise conversation about Disney Cruise Line was the whole that they like they uh, journeyed the Disney magic over to the UK. And we're doing these like staycation cruises for everybody who's just been stuck in the UK and not allowed anywhere because nobody's let them in, including us. Um, and so they Disney was like, ha ha, ka-ching, we're sending Disney to them. And they sent a cruise ship. <laughs> and so I got sucked into all the vlogs about, you know, all of our favorite UK vloggers were out there on different trips. So that gave us all kinds of great content. And we hadn't seen those UK vloggers in forever. And we love them. Adam Hatton, Victoria. Anyway, um, so... Andrew just went on a Disney cruise. So this is a chance for Dana and I to get even more insight about a cruise. Cause I know Dana's got a cruise booked. We're toying with the dates to figure out when we're going to hop on a Disney cruise. But yeah, Andrew, how was it? It was great. It was absolutely amazing. So it was our third Disney cruise. Um, but the first one, obviously since the pandemic, uh, we actually had one scheduled for, April 2020, but we were forced to cancel that, even though we were thinking, oh, wait, two more weeks. This is two weeks after that. Yeah, we should be good to go. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, that didn't happen. How little it was great. (laughs) We were so innocent, innocent times. (laughs) No, but it it was so much fun. We were kind of worried if it would be overly pandemic focused because I know like the first time we went to Disneyland or Disney World during everything it was all right how clean is this should I do I have to stand so far away from them here so we were wondering if that was going to hamper the cruise because obviously cruises got a very bad rap because of the beginning of it um it was a great experience top to bottom no complaints really at all I mean minor nitpicks if we want to get into that but it was fun it was enjoyable it was well thought out from Disney's perspective and I can't wait to go back. Oh, awesome. Well, I can't wait to dive in and hear. We're going to break this up and talk about all the different categories in which the you experienced with the cruise. But will you first explain to us what was the name of the ship that you went and how many days and, and where was the port? Where did you guys port from? Yeah. So we went on the Wonder, which is one of the two early ships. I think Magic was the first one and Wonder was the second so it's one of the smaller ships. Uh, it's my favorite ship that I've been on. I've been on that in the dream before, but I really like the Wonder. Um, and we were ported out of San Diego, uh, my hometown. So that was kind of fun. And it was a four night cruise. So we left on a Thursday and we had left Thursday. Then Friday was a day at sea. Saturday was in Cabo. So down to Cabo San Lucas for a day. Then another day at sea on Sunday. And then we arrived Monday morning. So four nights. Does it go by like that where you just like, oh, we're on and now we're leaving? You know, it actually felt like it took a little while. I didn't at all think, oh, man, I still have another day or two. Because if, if you, I bet you could, if you do a week long cruise, it could definitely get to that point of, all right, when are we going to dock? It actually felt like the perfect amount of time. Definitely on that last night, you're kind of like, oh, maybe I could go for another day. But then you show up in the morning on the day of your dock and you're like, great. Let's get off and I'm ready. That was a perfect little trip. Time to move on. So I think it actually hit the perfect sweet spot. Because we've done a two-night cruise before and it's it's too small. It's just enough of a taste. Maybe if you're tr- if you're testing out a cruise, that'd be good for you, but it's not enough to really do anything. Yeah, because we're we're definitely debating do we spend the extra for the four night or do we go with a three-night cruise when we go? Three night could be good, but I think four night is the perfect amount. You get a, you get usually a day at sea, you get to kind of experience everything, do the ports. Um, and then you're done. So yeah, I'd, I'd recommend four. Will you tell us a little bit about what it was like to get on the ship and especially with the COVID protocol of it all? Like what, what was that process like? Yeah. So to get on, we had a specific time to check in. So everything is timed in 15 minute increments and they were hardcore about it. So we had a 1215 to 1230 block and we got there at 1216 and we got right in. Whereas the 30 people that were waiting that had all right. If you're in a 1230 section, you wait here. 1245 section, you wait here. And they were very strict about that to only let in a certain amount of people at a time. Wow. Then once you get in, you give them your luggage and they'll bring it to your room. And you had to go right in. And once you uh, show your QR code saying that you've... Because uh, uh, to actually, let me backtrack. Before you even get on the cruise, you have to verify online your vaccination status if you're 
12 and above. Uh, if you're mm. under 12, then you just have to show a negative COVID test, I think within 72 or 48 hours. Mm -hmm. um, so once that's on, uploaded to the portal and you get approved and you show your passport, um, then you get your QR code that's like your ticket to get aboard. So you're saying everybody over 12 has to be vaccinated? Correct. You're not, no, ex no exceptions at all. Big fan of this. Big, big fan. Absolutely. I mean, to be on a cruise ship with everyone vaccinated except for some children felt amazing. <laughs> it felt great to be able to look around and go, great, I'm not scared of anyone here. Once you got in, then you did a rapid COVID test. Everyone, including kids, had to do a rapid test to make sure that no one was boarding with COVID, even if it was asymptomatic or anything. Um, so we, you walk right in and they have 20 different booths and they have a little tented area and you go and you get your, um, each family has one medical professional there and they did the rapid test. And then you go into a holding area where there's seats everywhere distanced and you wait I think we waited about 45 minutes to an hour and then the results came back and we were both negative. And then our name showed up on a board saying that okay, this reservation number is good to go. And then we could go on board. We went through, got our passport checked and then you get on the ship. So how long was that whole process from walking in and your timed time to the rapid test? We got there at 1215 and I think we were on the ship by... 2 p.m. Wow. I mean, an hour, 45 minutes, which is not bad. Even That's like going to the airport. Yeah, it, it was yeah. as good as a normal cruise time because a lot of time with normal cruises, those can take hours. This was great. That's awesome. So did they, I have to ask two things. Did they say, did they warn you in advance, like what happens if you test positive? Do they like refund you? Do they, like what's their, did they say what their policy was? I'm kind of curious. I don't know what the refund policy is, but I do know that, so this was a specific cruise because it was a cast member cruise for cast members in their party. Um, so with my wife being the cast member, if she tested negative or she, if she tested positive, the entire party could not join, could not mm -hmm. go on the cruise. If another random member of the party, which would have been me, if I tested positive, but she tested negative, she can go and leave me behind. Wow. Um, I'm not really sure what it would be like for the rest of the cruising uh, population, but that was our requirements when we went on. Hmm. So strange. Okay, well. But I, I would bet, actually, I don't, I'm not even going to say, I would guess, but I would probably book travel insurance just in case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think travel insurance just as an overall seems like a good plan for the next yeah. year and a half, especially with a cruise. Um, okay, so you guys got on the ship. Tell us about the ship. Tell us what it looks like. And when you walk in, what's the first kind of thing you see? Sure. So normally when you get on the Disney cruise, the first thing they do is they – Hey, what's the name of your family? Then they have a bunch of the uh, crews, like the entertainment team stands out there and they're all waiting around to welcome everyone. And they have a announcement and they say, we're now welcoming the Cover family. And then we go in and everyone's cheering and clapping and then you're in and then you can do whatever you want. For mm -hmm. this, they still uh, stated your name and welcome you this family. You go in and then they had a little circle, a social distance circle that you go and stand on. Once they had about 10 parties in the lobby, then they held the rest of the line and they had a little welcome show where Mickey Minnie came out and started dancing up and down and kind of like, <laughs> welcome to the cruise ship, like a little minute long thing. And it was like, hooray. And then it's kind of done. And then you can kind of go because the first thing you go on, you're in the lobby, which is where it's like three, four stories high. It's beautiful. They have the big statue. Uh, each ship has a different statue. So ours was aerial. Um, and then they have the Triton's restaurant right behind it. You can see some glass elevators and stuff. So it's a great entryway right into the thick of things. So this will tell you how many of these vlogs we've watched over the pandemic. I feel like I was right there with you because the, the same thing on the cruise ship, they were doing the magic in the UK. They like got on and they had a little thing. I've heard this. I've watched this so many times that I have that welcome show song stuck in my head. That good, good, <laughs> good, good time. Right. Um, those poor characters, if they were only doing this 10 parties at a time, yeah. the amount of times those poor people 100. had to do that welcome show. It's crazy. And then that like cast member who's like, hey, welcome here, blah, blah, blah. Like, I hope they're paying their therapy bills after this because to <laughs> like, have that song on repeat 100 times to do this welcome <laughs> show. Oh, my all the cast members on a cruise line don't get enough credit for how hard they work because they don't get normal time off. They're working 16 hour days and then you get your little bit of time off. I mean, they're working seven days a week. I mean, 
it's crazy how much they work. And yeah. so, yeah, I can only imagine being a character. You, <laughs> it'd be crazy. Yeah. You're on, you're also just on the boat the whole time. Yeah. Every time. Well, that's so what no I want. I want the next Disney plus series to be like below decks, but have you all seen the <laughs> below decks on Bravo? I want it to be like oh, below course. decks, Disney cruise line style. And I want to know what's going on on those lower decks of with all the cast members piled in down there. Like, want to know. I, it would be fascinating. Good luck getting that uh, IP yeah. released. For, <laughs> I think it'd even be great. For Disney Plus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, tell us a little bit about your room. What, what floor were you on? Was it, you know, what was the room layout like? Yeah, so there's rooms on, I think, floors two and three, or one and two. Three is the main floor, and then four is a bunch of the other kind of fun things, then five, six, and seven, I think, are the rest of the rooms. We were on floor six, so just kind of middle of the road. We had a stateroom, which had a view, so we had a porthole to see outside. It was the first time we've ever actually been able to see outside, because usually we're cheap and pay for the inside room, uh-huh. where you get the, the electronic porthole, the little yeah. TV porthole, yep. um, but it was actually nice to be able to see outside. So it was a huge room. We were shocked. So had a full queen size bed with room on either side to actually get in nightstands. Mm -hmm. It had tons of storage. It had a full closet. It had a dresser and then a whole TV unit with more dressers over there. It had a couch and it had a pull the couch, which can pull out to be a bed. And it has this top bunk that you can pull out from the ceiling to be another bunk. So it was huge. Plus the bathrooms. Mm -hmm. Katie was really excited about this. I didn't know it was a thing, but it makes sense. Now they have, essentially two bathrooms in the same room. One is a shower in a sink and then one is the toilet in a sink. So if somebody is taking a shower, then another person can still have a sink and go in here. Or if someone is using the toilet, somebody can still wash their hands or go take a shower. So it, it actually, it made it a lot easier. So if you had a family of four, you could have multiple people brushing their teeth or doing multiple things at the same time. So it, would really be helpful for, I think, some of the families with smaller kids. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm excited. I think I did know that they are like that, but it's really helpful to know because it's, you know, most hotels these days do that where they segment the bathroom and keep, yeah. you know, the the um, shower in one space and stuff. And that's super helpful so everybody can get ready. But I did a carnival cruise a few years ago, maybe more like 10 years ago, and they it was all in one bathroom. I wish yeah. that they had separated it. Then in the rest of the room, so there is a TV. It's like a small TV. It's maybe 20 inches or 24 inches. Like it's, I mean, the idea is you're not going to be spending a ton of time in your room. Sure. And then they have a big mirror, plenty of outlets, which is great. So we never had an issue there. Um, you can, of course, buy Wi-Fi, but it's also nice to just turn off your phone for a few days and not <laughs> be on connected to anything. Oh, my gosh. So I didn't know what the yeah. news were. I didn't know what... COVID counts were or anything. I just got to turn it off and be like, great. Oh, that's a dream right there. <laughs> how much How much time did you actually spend, do you feel like, in your room? Because this is what we're, as we're going back and forth, because we have a young little one who will be, by the time we go on a cruise, will be almost two years old. Yeah. So we're like, how much time are we going to actually spend in the room and factoring that into the type of room that we want to get? So we spend barely any time. Um I'd say at night we would go to bed somewhere between 11 and midnight just because we're kind of earlier people. And then we'd be up at <laughs> wait, 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 earlier people <laughs> 11 to midnight. That's like crazy town. Like we're in bed at eight thirty, nine o'clock these days. I mean, there's people that go drink and a party until 1am and stuff. I mean, it's 24 hour cruise ship, but Andrew, I was asleep by nine thirty. You clearly don't have children. <laughs> and I was even trying to play it up. We were probably 11, bed than that, but. 11 to 12 is so early, <laughs> but yeah, so once we go to basically we slept there and then throughout the day we maybe checked in a couple times to like get a 15 minute breather, maybe change or something, uh, change yeah. our bathing suits to go to the pool. But we really didn't spend much time. Granted, we also don't have a veranda. If you have a veranda, I could see you wanting to get a bottle of wine or some champagne or some beers and just sit out and enjoy the view and relax. Um, yeah. But since we didn't have that, we didn't spend much time at all in our room because really, at the end of the day, it is still kind of a hotel room and I'd rather enjoy the other amenities and go see anything else. Makes sense. Tell us about some of the amenities. Well, tell us about the pool. You started mentioning the pool. I want to know what the pool setup is like there. 
Sure. So for the Wonder, there are two pools. So it's all on the top deck. Um, there's kind of two levels of the top deck. So it's the lower level of the top deck. Um, right in the middle is the kid's pool. So it's definitely weird and jarring at first. It just looks like this sunken rectangle in the middle of the <laughs> ship. But it's a totally fun pool. And then there's two hot tubs right next to it. And then there's a giant video screen that you can see. So they're constantly playing Disney movies. So you're basically swimming in the pool and you can watch Cinderella or Coco or whatever they're playing. And it's fun. You'll see adults out there watching the movies on the top deck. Um, and kids just have a blast there. Cute. Because of COVID, they did have a regulation for the kids since they're not vaccinated. They could only let in a certain amount of kids into the line and they'd be in there for about 15 minutes into the pool. And then they'd have to blow the whistle and then they'd get out. But then they just get right back in line, wait 15 minutes, and then they go right back in the pool. So it wasn't too crowded uh, and it was a really fun thing. Hmm. But then just past that, near the front of the ship is the adults only section, so the adults only pool. Another area, instead of a TV or a giant movie screen, they have a bar where you can go and watch some sports and get a drink. And they also great, have a couple great. of hot tubs there. No time limit on the adult pool. Excellent. But uh, definitely spend some time over there. And then behind the back of the ship, they have like a kid's splash pad area. Um, so all the big buckets that dump water. They have the big water slide. We definitely did that. Um, and then they have, of course, the little tiny kids section with like a couple little sprinkler things that they can play and that's Finding Nemo themed. Um, but the pools are super fun. So let's go back to this bar at the adults pool. Uh, <laughs> quick question. I saw your ears perk up, yeah, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dana, Dana knows me well. So, okay, here's the other thing. As we are debating our cruise, yeah. we're debating because when we're on vacation... If you listen to this podcast, you understand we like our we like our drinks. Um, yep. So we are heavily debating: do we? Because right now, some of the some of the cruises, the concierge lounge is only like between eight hundred to a grand more, which is a lot. But mm-hmm. if this is going to be our one big vacation for next year, we're like, do we spend the money? And then the thing we're thinking about is everything's all inclusive on the cruise ship minus your drinks minus alcohol. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you go concierge, you can constantly go to the concierge lounge and get free cocktails and take them wherever you want. We found out through watching all of our vlogs. So my question being how expensive did the drinks look? And could you easily spend a heck of a lot of money without realizing it? Could you? Yes. But I think it also depends on how, how heavy are you drinking and what do you want to drink? So there, there is a reason behind this. So we probably spent, so outside of one bottle of wine we bought at Paolo. So that's like the nice restaurant, which we yep. have to kind of talk about later. But we bought a, a nice bottle of wine there, which cost 50, 60 bucks. Drinks in general are actually not that expensive. So every day they have a drink of the day and it's some sort of fruity coconut type cocktail, like the type of thing you'd want to drink on a cruise ship. And those are usually mm-hmm. around three to five bucks a piece. So, I mean, a good deal for a good drink. Wow. Then a beer or wine is going to be about, seven, eight bucks. Maybe the most expensive a cocktail is going to get is 10 or 11. So it's not like they're going to super gorge you out on pricing. But if you're going to be drinking, I don't know, two to three drinks a day, no, it's not going to be worth it. If you're planning to drink and go for it, it could pay off, especially if you can get some good stuff. Especially if you're also going to go for, like a lot of people go to the espresso lounge and get fancy coffees, cappuccinos, things like that. I'm not a coffee drinker, so we didn't do any of that. Um, but if you want that, that was a very popular place to go. And I'm sure that's an area where you could definitely make up a lot of that concierge money. I think for 800 to 1000 you'd have to put in work to make it worth it. I, I think also it depends on, I don't know, do you have to go to the concierge lounge to get the drinks there? Or can you get it anywhere on the ship? No, I think from what I understand of these vlogs, you have to go to the concierge lounge. But then you can take them wherever you want. So do you want to go up to the ninth floor to get a drink to go walk down to the third floor to go to a hey, show? Hey, look, Every you know, time. we don't we don't know each other really well, but if there's <laughs> if I've if I've paid for the alcohol, there is no uh, length, uh, no journey too far to get my <laughs> included drinks that I've already paid for. <laughs> that said, wherever you go, alcohol is not far around. I mean, you go to dinner. Here's your extensive wine list, or you can buy the wine package, and they'll they'll try to get you to buy anything. You go to a show or a Disney trivia, bartender or the 
servers will come right up to you. Hey, would you like a drink? What would you like? What can I bring to you? If you want to go to the bars, because there's multiple actual bars, they'll remember. I mean, we kept going to the Tiana themed bar and they knew that we liked hurricanes and hurricane coming right up for you. Okay. Didn't even say it this time. You just knew. So uh, (laughs) yeah, there's alcohol everywhere, but you can't drink it in the pool, which is unfortunate. You can drink it next to the pool. Mm. Is it like a hotel where they will just charge it to your room or do you pay right then and there? Everything's charged to the room. So you get a key to the world card, essentially, like a little card that you can use that and they'll scan. Or you just say your room number. Your room, I think, like 6028 or something. So you just say, yep, 6028. Oh, Cover? Yep, great. Then they charge your room, I'm which is surprised. great. But then you get the big bill at the end and you're like, But now on the app, you can actually track everything as you go along. So each purchase you can do, you can see. And then you can go in and add an extra tip on if you want to give an extra tip to your bartender. Because you don't need to carry on cash at all. Oh, that's pretty good. So I'm actually surprised. It's like a floating Disney World then, in that sense. Like, I'm I'm actually surprised they didn't figure out the magic band situation for the cruise ships. Right. Yeah, yeah that would have made sense. Like point. you think, because you're swimming, they're waterproof. You're in the water. You're in the pool. You're in the ocean. Like I kind of feel like that would almost have been genius if they had Disney. <clears throat> when you're listening, can sell more of your Magic Band pluses. Uh, but no, like I, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do that. Yeah, I am too. Um, well, if, let's finish off. I want to hear a little bit more about some of the drinks that you guys got. You said you got a hurricane. Was there anything else that you guys really liked? So one of the bars that they have is a British pub and they, it's called the Finn and Ale or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. like their crown and ale or something like that. And they had a signature beer there and it was this, uh, extra special bitter beer. That's kind of like a, a British type of beer. And it was delicious. And I got it one time and I was like, oh man, this is awesome. I want to come back and keep getting these throughout the trip. I, and I didn't really notice it until like two days in. So I went back on that last day, which happened to be Sunday football day. Uh, so everyone's crowded in the bar to watch football. Uh-huh. The keg was tapped and they ran out of that beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, a few wines, a few beers. I had a little bit of everything. There was one, I think it was called like the Pirate's Booty. And it was some sort of a blue curacao coconut cream type nope nope, nope drink nope, it was great nope 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 exactly what you want on a cruise ship <laughs> adam curacao he said it we didn't know, I know. How to we say had no idea word. we were botching it the other week when we were talking about like, new uh, Curaco, Curaco. um no <laughs> i'm sorry stuff. i feel like i feel like and maybe i don't know maybe it's because i'm old now and a dad my my Beachy cocktails just give me some Patron and soda and a lime, and I'm a happy, happy camper. They can do that. That, uh, that, the, well, <laughs> that blue cruise out, or what was the other? Oh, Midori. I bet there were Midori drinks Ugh. on that cruise ship. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'll so, just stick with wine and beer, but, but I'm yep. glad they have it all there. Happy to hear it's it. all there. What about the food? Because I salivate watching these vlogs on the cruises. And all the food. So is this right? Like you literally can walk into a restaurant. You sit down. Like you have your reservation. You sit down. And you're like. Or you have your assigned time or whatever. However that works. You'll explain it to us. But you can literally order like every appetizer if you want to. Yeah. You can order like. Yeah. Every entree if you want to. Like they'll just keep bringing you food. Yeah. Absolutely. God so, bless America. <laughs> it, it's amazing. And so uh, on our first cruise we went on just thinking a couple years ago we went to one of the restaurants and we were like now we're debating between these two appetizers uh, we're thinking of sharing one which one do you think suggests i'll bring out both and i'll bring out this one because you guys are gonna like this one and then then they come out and they're like yeah so they just do that so yeah it, the food was incredible and you literally sit down and it's like yeah i'll take that i'll take that and let's, let's throw in an extra one here just oh my god because. this is like this is like my favorite dining disney dining experience ever that i will always remember and i have to hope to god she still works there at topolino's terrace i could not decide we were there for a character breakfast i could not decide between the two and she's just like she just grabs my menu and goes you'll have both and then just like skipped away and i was like wait what just happened (laughs) so i know a lot of people love on the cruise ship to go to the buffet we're not buffet people um, yeah. That said, it was well set up for COVID and everything. Um, they did all the proper regulations, but I'm just not a buffet. 
That said, they do have the rotational dining for dinner where you go to each of the different restaurants. But for breakfast and lunch, they have a couple of the restaurants open for about an hour and a half each or an hour. Um, so you can go there. Most people are like, oh, I don't want to go over there. I'll just go to the buffet and get something. No, go to the restaurants for breakfast and lunch. They have amazing food. You can get whatever you want. So you can get a, like, not just like, okay, go get a Disney burger. Here you go. But again, like a fancy gourmet burger. You can get a filet mignon for lunch. You can get salmon. You can get fancy uh, niçois salad or Greek salad. Whatever you want is there. Breakfast, we would get Mickey waffles, freshly prepared. Oh, can bring two plates of bacon and they'll and bring that's it to all, you. that's all included. All free. And all you don't free. have to. So how does this work? Like, I, I, I have never been on a cruise. So do you get your, like... When you book it, then do you eventually get an itinerary where they're on like Monday night, you'll be eating at this restaurant. Tuesday, you'll be eating at this restaurant. Yep. Is that kind of how that works? And then, but then like breakfast and lunch, you can just show up. Yeah. So you get your dinner assignments. So there's a first seating and a second seating of dinner so that they can kind of swap. And you get, so say on my cruise, we had King Triton's the first night, then Tiana's the second night, then Animator's Palette the next night, and then King Triton's again for the fourth night. And your serving crew will rotate with you. So they'll be the same server every night. So they know, hey, I like to get uh, a gin and tonic for dinner every night. Great. That'll be on the table when you show up. It'll be ready for you if you want it to be. Uh, So for kids, like some of the kids tables we saw, they would show up and they would have the sippy cups with the lids on it with juice ready to go as soon as they sat down because they know that that's what they like. So talk to your server and they'll set it up for you. You literally Uh, have the same server every night. Every night. Wow. Which is amazing. And then during the day, sometimes they work other places. Um, so they'll rotate and, okay, I have a breakfast shift at the buffet. So you might see them there. Or one of our servers was the bartender who got to know us that we liked hurricanes. So then it was, it was just fun. Um, <laughs> but funny. yeah, so you have your dinner reservation. For breakfast and lunch, you can do whatever you'd like. So the buffet is open during lunch and breakfast hours. There is on the top deck, so near the pool, there's a couple of quick service where you can always get... A burger or pizza, little sandwiches, salads, fruits um, to go. They have the ice cream machine, so you can get endless cones of ice cream and soda. Um, so that's always there for people who like a quick on-the-go. But then the main restaurants are open just for walk-ins uh, if you want a breakfast or a lunch but want to like sit down and have a full meal. But you don't need to make a reservation. You just show up and, great, table for two, and then they'll sit you down and you get whatever you want. So then you wouldn't have your server. You'll get whoever's there. But um, we would do it. So every day for lunch, we'd go in and get ice cream sundaes. We'd skip <laughs> appetizers and lunch and dinner or whatever. Just go straight. Let's, let's get Sunday. <laughs> I love it. So you mentioned that there are three different restaurants. Why are there three? So Disney likes to have theming, of course. And so they want you to have a different experience. It's not necessarily fun or Disney to do the same thing every night and just go to the same restaurant even even if the food would change. So the three different themed restaurants, at least on this ship for the wonder, and it's different on each ship. You have King Triton's because obviously Ariel is the kind of theme of the ship. Um, so it's a Triton theme. So they have a mosaic of Ariel and Triton in the back and it's kind of whimsical and gold and how it's undersea. So that's one of the restaurants you would go to. One of the other restaurants is called Tiana's and that's a uh, New Orleans inspired so they have uh like they have little shows that happen during the dinner so they had uh dancers come out and do uh kind of the flapper type dances and do the fun new orleans jazz type music and their food will be a little more uh cajun or creole and then they had the third one which is animator's palette which is more of like a i think it's like an italian food inspired um but then it's uh they have all sorts of animations on the wall that start kind of static but then the animations kind of start to change and do like a little bit of a show and stuff Uh, on the dream that actually becomes like they have a fancy version where the color changes and like it starts out black and white and then all of a sudden midway through they the servers all change their outfits and they become in color and then everything brightens up to color it's super cool because it wouldn't be disney without a show with your dinner that's awesome i like that you get to change it up every time it's not the same boring restaurant yep so and then there's also the fine dining Yes. So the fine dining is available at an upcharge so that if you're looking to go for free, you won't be able to do the fine dining. Um, But if you're willing to pay the upcharge on this ship, they had Paolo, which is the Italian uh, fancy restaurant. And then on some of the other ships, they have Remy, which is the French restaurant. Uh, I've never Mm -hmm. been to Remy, but we've done Paolo each time and it's amazing. So you can either pay like a flat fee and get your kind of preset four course meal with like a little bit of options 
Um, now it's like 45 a person, I think, or you can order a la carte. Um, so it definitely ends up, it can add up and it'll be kind of the cost of a Disney signature type restaurant, but it's incredible. And it, the taste is amazing and the service is incredible. Um, we had Asabuco and fancy gnocchi and uh, they bring out the bread platter. And then of course the souffle ending with the best souffle you've ever had. So it's a really nice experience. So if you're looking for a way to get away and kind of do a fancy date night, that's the best place to do it. Cause obviously it's a Disney ship. So while the other restaurants are delicious and great, you'll have families and kids and it's a little bit more lively. Whereas that's definitely an adult's date night type of a setting. So what was the best thing you ate the entire trip? Always it's the souffle at Paolo is the best thing. It's just the best dessert tastes delicious. And it's, I, I, we're dessert people. So that's the best. But other than that, I had, I was pirate night when we went to King Triton's, they had a, a pirate theme. So all the entertainment people came in dressed as pirates and they were doing dances and stuff. I had this jerk chicken that they made and it was so good. And I, I, it was randomly jerk chicken was just the best. Yeah, huh. I love that. Yeah. But it wasn't just like, oh, it wasn't cheap jerk chicken. It was like really well made. Uh, my wife had some really good um, beef tenderloin. Um, the breakfasts were really good. I had um, lots of Mickey waffles and great, great French toast. So like they have everything. I wanted the burger, but never got around to the fancy burger that they have. with like the egg on it and all that type of stuff. So. Ooh. Ooh. I love a burger with an egg on it. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. Oh. One more thing with food, also 24-7 free room service. So if you want to order up your breakfast to your room, order it, and it'll be there in 45 minutes or something, and you can get it. Also, the secret tip that they don't advertise, free Mickey bars, order up to room service, they'll bring you up a Mickey bar. So at any time, you can do that, which is great. I'm doing that. So we definitely had a night where we were like, all right, let's go back to the room and order some Mickey bars. And then they came on up, and we just watched a little movie and hung out, and that was great. I don't know, Adam, hearing all of this, I don't know if the concierge feels worth it with all of this is already free in your, in your Yeah, I mean, I think the reason why, so we have a specific reason why we're leaning towards it. One, it's our fifth year, fifth wedding anniversary. So we want to make it like fancy and nice, right? But two, having a nearly two-year-old, he can't go to the kids clubs yet, Right. But what he can do is go to the It's a Small World Nursery. However, apparently those book up very, very fast from what I'm reading. And the what you get as a concierge level is that you can book the It's a Small World Nursery, your fancy dinner, the new, like if we go on The Wish, the new, that those incredible restaurants that look like they have there, like all these things, you get first dibs at booking all those different things. So we can like plan out our trip where we're like, oh, we know Noah's going to be in the nursery for an hour and a half or two hours and we can go to dinner that night. When we run the risk of being first time cruisers, just booking a regular stateroom and not concierge, like the spots could be gone. And we won't get to have Mm -hmm. that like anniversary dinner or something, you know, like, so I I know it's a lot of money you're spending for that benefit, but also things like, you know, if you want to add on stuff for excursions or this or that throughout the trip, you get first dibs on all of that. And the other thing, because this may be the only cruise we do for a long time. And this is, I don't know why I find this so exciting, but maybe because I'm that person that likes to be on a plane first, but like, the fact that you get to board first onto the ship and you get all the you get some extra time on the ship without a lot of people on the ship uh, before everybody else gets on board, which I think is kind of cool to explore and see all that. But I don't know. I it's if it wasn't honestly, if it wasn't for the wanting to make sure we have the it's a small world nursery reservations when we need them. I wouldn't be as concerned about it. Yeah, it's tricky because you and I priced it out on one of our episodes and it was like basically double the cost of the trip to do concierge. And I think it's important to note that you have to pay for the It's a Small World Nursery versus if kids are, is it three and up or two and and up? up? I think it's three Three and up. up Okay, yeah, three and up can do the kids club and that's free. That's another one of the all-inclusive features. So It's hard. That's a hard one, Adam. 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where the cookie crumbles. I know myself. We're going to spend too much money and we're going to probably end up booking <laughs> concierge. And then Dana and I can compare our two journeys on the Disney Wish on two different classes. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll, I, we haven't booked it yet. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Dana's just going to drop Ray off at the kids club and never see her for the rest of the trip. <laughs> All four days, she's just going to live at the kids club. And oh, yeah. I think, let's be honest, that's how she wants it too. She's, Where's she's Dana and Ryan? Away. They're at the adult pool drinking beers. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay you if you um, need to. <laughs> tell us a little bit more about the activities on the boat. Sure. Um, if you want to talk to the trivia champions, you can talk to us. Uh, oh, whoa. Tons of Disney okay. trivia. Um, they have tons of trivia, just of course, because it's a very easy thing. They have it at the, the big clubs. They have it at the bars. So Disney trivia abound, which is quite difficult, actually. Some of them are... Some of them were kind of medium, but some of them were, I mean, we got, and we're pretty big Disney people. We got like 15 out of 25, correct? Like there were a bunch of questions that we had no idea. They had uh, songs, trivia. Um, well, and then they'll you're do things also like, playing against other cast members. So you, yeah, the deck is stacked here on other fans of Disney. It was advanced. <laughs> yeah. um, but then they had um, TV theme song, trivia, things like that. So beyond just trivia, uh, they have... Little classes are the days so they have craft classes. So and I remember in the past we've done like gingerbread house making at Christmas time. Uh, we made door hangers on this trip where you can decorate it. Um, they have karaoke at night. They have in the lounges, they'll have musicians that come out and play um, like dueling piano type stuff. They have uh, characters everywhere. I mean, if you want to meet a character, they're come out every 20 minutes and you can get all your pictures with them uh, outside on the decks inside. Um, but all the fab characters um, inside the kids clubs, if you go during the open sessions. So if you're an adult and want to go to the open house previews, we met Thor and Spider-Man, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, then at night they have fireworks. Of course they have uh, on pirate night, they had a big party outside. Um, then each night they have actual stage shows that you can go see. So they have a frozen show and then they had a kind of your classic Disney. Let's, let's make up a, a dream sequence. And all of a sudden you see every character and they sing their songs, uh, but <laughs> totally fun. Um, so full stage show productions, they have shopping. If you want to go to the Disney, buy your Disney merch, uh, cruise line merch movies on the top deck, they have a full movie theater that plays current movies. So they were playing jungle cruise, wow. Shang-Chi. Um, I think Luca was playing uh, like random things. It was awesome. Wow. And then of course, just bars to go drink because that's what you do on a cruise ship. Uh, the pool and then excursions if you want to get off. So, I mean, depending on where your port is, there's endless excursions that you can do. Did you guys do any of the excursions or did you get off the boat? We got off the boat. We didn't do anything. I mean, we went to Starbucks and bought a Cabo San Lucas mug. <laughs> that was about it. Um, we walked around for a little while. Um, we were off for about an hour and a half. We like to just kind of walk around the town a little bit, go into like local mini marts or grocery stores, find the little local foods, things like that. Um, but we didn't spend too much time off. A lot of people went to the mall that's there. Some people went on the big boat cruises. Um, some people go fishing expeditions or diving expeditions, this and that. Um, but there's endless things depending on what you want to do. But we just kind of wanted to go to Mexico for a little bit and then head back on the ship. Do some people just stay on the ship the whole time and not even get off? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think for some of the smaller ships or smaller tours, like for San Diego for three, four days, yeah, people just want to take advantage of the ship. They might not need to get off in Ensenada for a day. Um, but like we have a Norway cruise next year that's stopping at all the different ports. I'm assuming everyone is going to want to get off and go to the different towns because that's kind of... So what's that process like to get off the ship? Is it like they park the ship, right? Drop anchor, hit park, put the parking brake on, right? Then... Yep they just load up like a jet bridge type of thing to it and off you walk. And then you come back on whenever you want to, or how, like, how does that work? Depends on your port. So if you're uh. going to like castaway key, yeah, they anchor and they drop out the little walkway and you walk out and then you're on an Island and you can have fun. Um, same in Nassau. Cause they have tons of cruise ships there and you do have to kind of scan your way out with your key to the world card. Um, sometimes they require you have your passport uh, to get on and off, but it's usually pretty simple. Uh, Cabo does not have any cruise ship ports, so they had a bunch of boats out there. So you kind of 
get on these rocky boats and jump on and then they boat you in and then you get on that same dock and boat back to the cruise, which is just parked in the middle of the bay. Um, so it really just depends on each port, but it's much less complicated than it seems. It's not like you have to go through to our customs every time because everyone from the cruise has already been cleared. Well, I was going to say too, though, you get off the boat and now you're in Mexico intermingling with the Mexican. Doesn't that like with the population down there, doesn't that suddenly like increase the COVID risk that somebody's going to be waltzing on infected with COVID? So everyone remember, everyone is vaccinated. And yeah. if you are a kid that is unvaccinated, unless you're doing a Disney specific excursion, you are not allowed to leave the boat. Oh, so no one that's unvaccinated oh. was allowed to leave unless it was a Disney sanctioned event excursion. So that is definitely a plus. Huh. But okay. yeah, there absolutely still is a, a risk of that. Um, Interesting. But I wonder if that'll yeah. be the case, though, for next. I mean, who knows what COVID will be like come October of next year, October, November, December. But I wonder if that'll be the case. Like if our little ones aren't vaccinated yet, if that means yeah, we stay on the boat, we don't get to. Go. But I feel like if we're going to like Castaway Key or something like. Castaway Key should be fine because it's a controlled it's, environment. Right. But. If you're going to the rest of the Bahamas or Nassau, I don't know. It could be even a Nassau specific thing. <laughs> yeah, we should note that Disney owns their own island in the Bahamas, the Castaway Key. And so that's any of the Bahamas themed uh, cruise ships. They always stop at Castaway Key and it's just Disney's island. So they can do whatever they want there. Is it? Is it's it like do? Is it like right next I'm to um, Richard Branson's island? Like, are they all just like, that's Disney's island. That's Virgin's island. That's like- <laughs> It might be. I don't think you can see much, but it, yeah, they're probably all right next to each other. But if you ever get to you know, go to Castaway Key, do it. It's so cool. And take well, the extra half a mile walk to go to the adults only beach section. That is paradise. Yeah. And I like, I want to do the race. They always do a race, like a 5K or something there when you get yeah. there. So I'm gonna do that. I want to do that. Get my little medal. Get my castaway key medal. Well, cool. Well, Andrew, is there anything else we should know about the trip or any other highlights you want to mention? I will say just in general with COVID and safety, Disney took everything extremely safe. And so normally you get grouped at dinner with other parties and you kind of have your same group that you dine with. Everybody had their own table this time because it's a little bit reduced capacity. Hand sanitizing stations everywhere. How awkward that I just thought about that. Like, I didn't realize that you get like thrown at a table with other random parties and you're stuck yeah. with them. Like what happens if there's like a big clash? Like you, you, talk realize- to, you talking at a different time. You move tables. And oh no. I think it'd be a great social, <laughs> it'd be a great social experiment to be like, Oh, I'm sorry. We can't, we can't accommodate that. You have to sit with these people for four <laughs> nights. You make cruise friends. I mean, we made cruise friends on one of our old cruises and it's been fun to, Follow them on Facebook over the years. And, oh, you're still together. Oh, wait, you broke up. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so they did that well. They make you sanitize your hands anytime you go into any location. If you're going into dinner or a club or a bar, you have to sanitize before you set foot anywhere. So they, they really do take it seriously, and they do everything safe. Other than that, it was just I'm glad to hear that. It was just fun. Like, a big shout out to the housekeepers. Housekeeping is something that is gone away a lot during the pandemic it's a lot of we'll do it once you leave your hotel after a few days but we don't really want to go in your room they actually went in and properly cleaned and made sure you had enough towels and did all the uh, towel animals we had multiple ones they would leave us chocolates Mm -hmm. they would talk to us all the time so like the housekeeping was super nice and super fun to be with be careful if you go to bingo you might have a spouse that loves bingo and can uh, spend a lot of money on bingo cards and come out with no Uh-oh. revenue whatsoever. <laughs> but, <laughs> Uh-oh. but we made it to four bingos and it was a lot of fun. You're the proud owner of a bunch of bingo cards now. So there you That's go. exactly right. Uh, <laughs> the only other thing is, is great is the app that they use now for the cruise line. It has everything on it. It's got the menus at the restaurants. What time are the characters? What time are the shows? A map, how to find things, how to get from here to there. So um, they've definitely stepped up the game and it's a fun time. So I strongly recommend Disney to anyone. We have no kids and we love it. We're going to keep Disney cruising forever. 
Oh, that sounds... I've only ever heard great things about the Disney cruises, and I've done a couple others by some other companies that I won't name and was less than – like, they weren't that incredible. So I'm excited to eventually venture out and try a Disney cruise, and I'm sure I'll never look back. I, I, I'm right there with you, Dana. Like, I'm excited. These Talking to you, watching these vlogs, like, super excited to go on a Disney cruise and – just have fun with the family. And I love that, like the idea too, that we're talking about that we're going to go out of Florida and we can go bookend it with a Disney world vacation too. And like kind of make it all just go super Disney overkill for a week. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect to me. Would you Disney world before the cruise or Disney world after the cruise? <sighs> that's a good question. Actually, you got, that's something you got to think about. I think it would be, I want to say after. Depends on if you're a go, go, go person or not. So if you like, if you're a, like a relax on a cruise, yeah, you go afterwards. You go to Disney World, you get all riled up, and then you go relax. But if well, you're maybe. just kind of go go go, but like you go to Disney World and you just go to a couple lounges and go play golf, yeah, right. Maybe do the other way. We're go go go. So maybe it's go to Disney. But I'm also going to be so jazzed to get on the cruise ship because this is something I haven't done before. I think I would rather like go like fly to Florida, go straight to the cruise ship, do the cruise and then come back and hang out at Disney world for like three days afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Just cause I feel like if I was at Disney world first, I wouldn't be enjoying Disney world as much because I'd be too excited and anticipating getting onto the cruise ship and experiencing that. Sure. Makes My sense. thoughts, deep, deep thoughts, deep Disney scheduling <laughs> thoughts with Adam today. Well, Andrew, thank you. Like, seriously, come back anytime. I'm enjoying like your 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 insights of how the parks work and the world, and then just that like being on the cruise. Well, definitely, I think you're gonna say hopefully share a couple photos with us. We can post, and people can absolutely kind of see along their way uh, and see along their way. I don't. That didn't even make sense. I need another coffee. It's been a day, guys. <laughs> no, thank Not you guys for, Andrew, for having though, me. We now know he doesn't drink any coffee. This is not. a new fact I did not know. How? Uh, but yet, yeah, you guys have a huge oh. collection of those Starbucks mugs. I know this. Yep. Are you big tea drinkers and not coffee? I hate tea. I, I'll suffer through coffee before I drink tea. I just drink water. But well, why have the coffee mugs then? Because they look cool and they represent <laughs> being in places. <laughs> I've tried to weed myself off that. souvenirs and just buying merchandise. It's, it was a hard thing to do, but it's... Probably been a good thing being a Disney fan is to not want merchandise. So having just like mugs when I travel somewhere is a slightly cheap way for me and my wife to commemorate wherever we go. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, Andrew, thank you again for coming on to the podcast. And we're so happy that you could join us again. And we'll have to have you on even more because you always have that incredible insight. And now you have to tell us if the um, Disney downtown Disney New Orleans area has a pumpkin flavored beignet. I will look tonight. We're going to Disneyland tonight, so I'll take a look. Oh, jealous. Jealous. Yeah, <laughs> let us know. Let us know. And uh, everybody remember, if you do want to go on a Disney cruise, if you've been enticed to go on a Disney cruise, you need to call Dana because she'll put you on a Disney cruise. Adam, thanks for always remembering to plug this because I forget. <laughs> but yes, call me. <laughs> Reach out. I can book you on any of these cruise ships that we're talking about that are Disney related and any Disney trip for that matter. There you go. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Andrew, again. Uh, and I guess that's it for us this week. Yeah, we'll wrap up the show. Well, thanks, everyone. Have a good rest of your week. See you later. <laughs>